Welcome to Pods and Pies, uh, our fake sponsor fake today. Fake sponsor, the pie today is Domino's. Yeah. We usually so, get the pie pizza. We do get the pie a lot. And we are trying to get a sponsor Okay. for the podcast. All right. Just a pizza company to give us one, two, one, two pizzas every few, uh, whatever, whenever we do it, whatever week. But we're, we haven't got there We yet. haven't got we there We keep yet. mentioning it. We keep tagging. We keep calling. But... No one, no one wants to give us a free pizza. So we're actually waiting for somebody maybe to come on that knows actually somebody at the pie. We like the pie. I don't know yeah. if you had the pie. Pie is phenomenal. Dude, it yeah. is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's usually what we usually do. Usually what we get. But, but I we, think their specialty pizzas yeah. are we, much better. Okay. We kind of have a beef and with their pepperoni. Really? Yeah. Do you know their pe- how they do the pepperoni? Well, I mean, like it looks like just cheese pizza because yeah. there's yeah, just yeah, so yeah. much cheese on top of the pepperoni. Yeah, yeah they put it I'm, under. I'm still cool with that, though. No, no, it tastes <laughs> fine. It tastes fine. It's but deceiving. Every, it is deceiving. It tastes fine. I just don't. It like slides off. It like you take a bite. <laughs> yeah, and it's and weird all the how cheese just, comes off with that first. I don't know bite if the pepperoni plus the sauce makes it completely like no friction. Just poof, comes off anyway. Yeah, it tastes phenomenal. It almost does. All the bite. It yeah. does. But we do got these. But we have a thin crust and a normal. So and you said you just eat what your kids eat. I eat pepperoni, what my kids eat. right? Yeah, yeah. I, I got mean, a I got a thin crust with pepperoni and sausage, and then a regular pepperoni. So, all right, whatever you want. Well, I'll dig in. I'll take. We got uh, we got Greg Price from Health Equity. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you. You said you were going to throw down on the pizza with us. Yeah. Okay. Because nobody right. has nobody has yet. Usually, somebody takes a bite, mm-hmm. and that's hard. like all they get throughout the whole thing. It's hard because you so, talk most of the time. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And so it's hard. I mean, it's not a natural. You, as adults, it is a natural that we just talk with our mouthful. If we were, you know, a lot younger, this would probably be a little easier for people to throw down. Yeah. But you kind of learn. But anyway. Well, I came to play with the pizza. So. There we go. Good. 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 Pizza and strawberry Fanta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Greg Price. Okay. So you are originally from Michigan. The greatest state. That's where you grew up. In the Union, yes. <laughs> yes and, I, and I make no jokes about it. I mean, it's phenomenal. I, I grew up in Michigan, and, and I miss it. It is, it is sad and depressing. Okay, I mean, because I'm out here in Utah. I love Michigan so much. But, I mean, all my friends from high school, college, had left the state. The state of the economy was pretty poor. And so I still have my parents back uh, in Michigan. I have a brother in Chicago, a sister uh, still in Michigan, Love to get back as much as I can. The water, the trees, the forest, the hiking, the canoeing, the sports. Yes. I mean, we Absolutely. don't have very good teams. Uh, <laughs> no, but where in but Michigan are you from? So it's the middle part of the state. It's called Midland, Midland, okay. Michigan. I actually, coincidentally, I got stabbed with pencil. So if anybody from Michigan points to their hand to <laughs> say where they're from. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, everyone. Because Michigan is shaped like a, like a hand. Yeah, okay. So I got stabbed with pencil lead when I was in seventh grade, and the pencil lead is still embedded in my hand. Damn and it. if you take like a quarter inch up from where that okay. pencil lead yeah. is, All right. that's, that's where, where I'm at. That's so funny. I have one of those stuck in my hand Kinda still, too. Really? Mid- pencil lead, yeah. Pencil lead. Mid-state, too. Midland. Midland, Michigan, home of the Chemex and Dow Chemical. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then what, in that city, what college do you, do you, is it split or is it just everybody's a Wolverine? Or? Well, I'm a Wolverine and if anybody's, you know, all that smart, they go for Wolverine, um, <laughs> go blue yeah. all day. But 
I have come to respect the Michigan State Spartans. I'm okay with that because it's still representing Michigan. Anything from Ohio, not a fan of. So we will cheer for Michigan blue. Michigan State green is acceptable if needed in a pinch, but as long as we're avoiding Ohio State, then we're <laughs> If good. needed in a pinch. So yeah. what's your opinion of uh, um, football team? Well, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, the Big Ten just kicked off for the first time yeah. on Saturday. And so it was the first time. I was driving back from St. George and listening to the game, and they had a pretty impressive win, beat Minnesota, so I'm happy about yeah. that. But, I mean, we'll see. I'm just used to doing well throughout the season, then coming against Ohio State, and we just stink it up. You yeah. should show a lot of optimism and then stink it up. Is Harbaugh on this hot seat? Yeah, because they always kind of say he is, and he doesn't they win do. the big games, and then he doesn't win the big games, and then but he's he is a hell of a coach. He's a hell of a coach. He is a hell of a coach. Oh yeah. Why can't he win those <laughs> games? I I think he's he's top. I think he's one of my. I mean, for me, he's one of my favorite coaches. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I, he he shouldn't be on the hot seat because who who are they gonna get? I mean, who are they gonna get that's better than him? And so I know. It's so true. It's it's just weird. Yeah. But. Well, it's good. Yeah. Michigan. Yeah. Love Michigan. Well, when did you come to Utah? And yeah. why? Oh, good question on that one, on why. I mean, I came to Utah. So. I guess, and when. Yeah, Is that yeah. my first question? Is that what yeah. I said? Yeah, so it was, it was around 2006. 2006. I was, I was looking for some. I was going back to school in Michigan. And my best friend had left. And so I was kind of all, you know, by myself. All my friends had already gone elsewhere. And my best friend that we were, we were rooming together, he left uh, for a period of time down in uh, South America. And so I was hanging out in my dorm room, decided I need to do something for the summer. So I started going around trying to find different internships. I had a sister living out here in Pleasant Grove. And so I call her up and say, hey, can I come live with you for the summer? I move into my nephew's bed, and he <laughs> slept in one of those like half moon chairs for the summer. So I stole his his like tiny toddler bed, yeah. and he slept in. Please this tell me it was like a race car bed. No, oh, I wish no, no. It was a little bigger than that, but he slept in the half moon chair, and uh, I, I stayed here for the summer and. I liked it. I was, always thought I was more East Coast than West Coast, even though Utah's not insanely West Coast. I moved back to Michigan and just got tired of the same old routine of just going out with friends to you know different places, and I just got done with it. And so I decided to move out on New Year's Day. Funny story on that. I, I wanted basketball shoes my whole life I wanted like legit basketball shoes so for Christmas I got basketball shoes and on Christmas Day I'm playing basketball with my new basketball shoes and I break my ankle this is six days before I'm moving out to Utah and I break my right ankle okay how old are you right I'm 23 okay 23 <clears throat> and I, I finally got my first pair of basketball shoes whose shoes did you get I mean there were some Jordans of some sort wow. Come on, MJ. I know. Come on, MJ. <laughs> I know. Well, who else are you going to get in 2000, whatever year it was? Yeah, 2016. Or no, no, no. Sorry. 2006. 2006. 2006. Amari Stoudemire had a shoe? LeBron. You're going to go Amari Stoudemire shoe? LeBron had a shoe? Yeah, yeah. Actually, his shoe was actually probably the most comfortable shoe I ever had. His first shoe. 
You could have gotten Kobe's. And Kobe's. You could have done Kobe's. I, I would have respected yeah. Kobe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Broke your ankle. I break my ankle Christmas Day, and then I, I drive cross-country left-footed because I broke my <laughs> right ankle. So I had to drive <clears throat> from Michigan to Utah. Left foot gas. <laughs> it is brake. hard. It is really hard. Um, and uh, I started crutching around campus when I did move up here. And uh, that's how I met my wife, actually. She saw me in my crutches, felt uh, sorry for me. Like, hey, who's this sucker over here? Like, he's a little poor boy, needs some help. And so she took pity on me. And then we uh, eventually started going out and... Now, however many years later, 12 years later. Uh, so you married. met her on campus? Met her on campus. Where, where were you going to school? So I transferred. Yeah. From back in Michigan to uh, BYU. Okay. So I, I was down uh, school down at uh, Provo. And uh, I am a grad of both Utah schools here. I got my undergrad from BYU. Or okay. I finished my undergrad from BYU. And then a grad degree from University of Utah. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So you. I bleed blue for yeah, Michigan. That's right. So red and blue here. Not necessarily here. BYU. Not necessarily. No, yeah. it's, it's Michigan. Good. Yeah. <clears throat> so what did you get your degree in? I got the degree in OBHR, so Organizational Behavior HR. Okay. Yeah. So you, do you, you knew. Did you under, you, that, you that's to your undergrad. There? That's my undergrad. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, so it's actually, at, with my broken ankle, I started working at Intermountain Healthcare when I first moved out here. And I'm sitting in orientation, and I see this guy, uh, I'm trying to remember his name, I did talk to him plenty of times, but I see his name tag, and I had his name tag, and then I had his title, and it said HR Consultant. I was like, that is the coolest thing. And so I always wanted to be a consultant, that's what I was originally going to do yeah. and that's what I was trying to study and I had some mentors uh, that, that were consultants and so I, I thought like it was so cool to be able to go around to different companies and learn of their problems challenges and be able to help solve may provide recommendations unbiased you have different perspectives to come in and provide consultation with and uh, in talking to a number of those mentors that I mentioned, that they, they, they mentioned it was challenging in terms of like family lifestyle because you're out traveling for periods of time, you're you know, inconsistent scheduling, and, and, and it can be tough to, to be there for your family. And so when I saw HR consultants, I was like, yeah, that sounds interesting. So I followed up with that individual and started chatting with him and learned about his job, and then I got drawn more and more to HR from there. Because I view HR as being able to be internal consultants to the organization, top to bottom, left to right. There's no area. I mean, people will say, like, you know, HR needs a seat at the table. You're at every table. Like, you go sit down at any table because you're in with everybody in the whole company. And then you have the ability uh, to provide appropriate recommendations and be able to help consult other leaders on different business challenges. And so I thought it was the coolest thing, and I still do. I still do think it's the coolest thing. HR is a great place to be. Although, I will say, caveat, we don't call it HR uh, at Health Equity. We call it people. And there is a difference between HR and people, in, in my opinion, in terms of a little more <coughs> traditional or archaic approaches with some ways of approaching HR and a people-centered focus. Like director of people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Is, so, is that something you see other companies are kind of doing something similar? Where they just, the title itself, changing that title, just gives a different perception to the employees. Even, sure, right? sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, words matter. I mean, your vocabulary, how you talk, obviously, words can be very hollow as well. You can say, hey, we have integrity, and then, you know, you, you can go below that in a second as yeah. well. And so, ideally, there is meaning behind the, the, the words that you speak. And so, we do have a number of quirks uh, at Health Equity that, that, in terms of words, that we really try to focus on. And saying those words help, but really, there needs to be meaning behind those words to ensure that that's coming to place. Yeah. And that's what we, we look to focus on, and that I believe. And you do see a lot of individuals within HR, people community, heading that way, trying to be a little more innovative with what the HR function can be. Right. And that's yeah. what's exciting, because nobody wants to be boring HR. No, I think that's no, the, the case with... But that's what people think. Everybody Everyone that's, thinks it. Everyone yeah. thinks like, oh, damn, HR. Is yeah. so Everybody that's been on here is that same <clears throat> mindset, like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's changing, it's evolving. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what were you doing at IHC? What was your role there? Oh, I mean... I, I was a grunt of sorts. Okay. <laughs> I, I moved out here and just looking for a job, and it, I really didn't stay there very long because I, I was just looking for a job to get some money when I first moved out here. And so I helped um, uh, deliver food to the customers or to the patients. Uh, and okay. so I was, I was in some food services, yeah. giving food, passing the meals, mealtime. Lunch, dinner, so coming you, around to the patients. Yeah. And then you, so that was just a small time. But did right. you go right to your postgraduate degree? Did you go to school right after BYU? Or did you, was there any type of yes. period in between and then kind of the job, the job stages? Yeah. That, yeah. So that, I mean, that was interesting. So in 2000, 2008, when I was graduating my undergrad, and there was the economic downturn in 2008, yes. 2009. Yeah. I have two older brothers who graduated with their undergrad and then started working with their companies, and they stayed working at their companies for about nine, 12 years, respectively. Economic downturn hits, they both lost their jobs. And it was at the same point in time that I was graduating with my undergrad that this was occurring, and they talked about how you know, kind of unprepared they felt at that time because they hadn't yeah. been looking around. One of my brothers in particular, who's back in Illinois, and he mentioned that he really wished he had his, his grad degree at that time because he always had intentions of getting his grad degree, but then never did. But that, that economic downturn forced him to do it. And so I thought at that point in time, I had a job offer for a company out in California, which was a fine job offer, but it wasn't anything crazy. I saw what my brothers were going through and, and decided I'm going to flip in and get that, that uh, MBA at that time yeah and so I, I really transitioned very quickly from undergrad to the grad program learning those lessons from my brother yeah yeah and then how many years was the utah at utah oh two-year program at so utah. just two year yeah. Yeah, yeah and you did and you, it wasn't like a a hybrid like executive type program you just went two years straight through two years straight through yeah yep yep yeah the second year uh, so in the second year i started working at health equity and uh not going to lie, the second year I wasn't the greatest student because I started working at Health Equity and I started investing a lot of the time there. And yeah. so, um, you know, I mean, it, hey, 
I passed. I got good grades. Nothing crazy there. But you got a degree. That's a, I got that's a degree. what matters, right? Yeah. You got yeah. the plaque. You got the certificate. Yeah, absolutely. So I got a degree. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I remember standing in line to walk on stage with my undergrad, and I was by these other people. And they were talking about how they were just so done with school. I'm so done. I'm ready to check out, blah, 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 blah. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm not that done. I, I had ambitions to be able to get, like, uh, certifications or another degree of some sort. And then I started going to uh, get that, the, the, the grad program. And then I started working um, at a company that I really enjoyed with, with health equity. And then I started seeing, you know what? I am kind of done with school now. Uh, I'm ready to be done. Yeah. And so when I was walking for that grad, yeah, I was the person standing in line like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Let, let's <laughs> let's pack this away. Be done. So you, have you been anywhere else since then? Since Health Equity, no. no. I've been with Health Equity for 10 years. Dang. That's yeah. cool. That's awesome. We're now that seems, that's a little, uh, that's a little, I mean, rare. Yeah. Rare. I think it's rare these days for sure. I mean, not only with a lot of just jobs and positions, but. I mean, maybe there's a couple people we've had podcasts with that have had kind of a, a long, you know, tenured like kind of you, but I don't, I mean, everybody seems like they've had good opportunities in multiple places and have really taken advantage of those, but they, they've transitioned yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. What, what's kept you? Oh, man. I, health equity's been great. I mean, when I, when I was going to school... My goal was to go work for a big Fortune 500 company. I wanted to go learn from efficient operations, learn from the best practices of how the, the best of the best do things. And so when I, I, I graduated with my grad degree and I started you know, going around um, and, and interviewing for those companies, big Fortune 100 companies, and... I started realizing how much fun I was having at a small company like Health Equity, where at the time we were just, you know, all like 100 people, and we all very comfortably fit in one floor. We'd go downstairs with roller skates and like uh, 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 stress balls and play hockey, and you know, I mean, it was cool. It was different, and um, I remember touring around a, a company, Boeing, and uh, just seeing the energy was just different. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I, I would easily be forgotten there. I, I, did a, I did a stint with a company called On Semiconductor down in Phoenix, Arizona. And I remember walking in and out <clears throat> thinking, if I didn't show up for a few days, nobody would really know or care. <laughs> like it was yeah. just a big company like that where it just, it, it didn't, there was no personal touch to it. And I didn't feel yeah. like I, I really had an impact where with a company like Health Equity, it was being as, as small as they were at the time, you were building new things instead of just being a little yeah. cog in the machine. And so um, when I started at Health Equity, there, were, there was 113 of us at the time because I, I knew the numbers. There was 113. Today, there's more than 3,000. So, I mean, we've gone through number of different stages of the company. It may wow, have been one company, yes. but it's different company continually evolving. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that employee number 2,900 <laughs> felt or feels the same way you did as employee 113? Well, first off, we don't say employee. That's a bit of a dirty P word. And so that, that it, kind of, you can't say employee. Yeah, that, 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 that hurts my heart. <laughs> what do we, what do we have to sorry, say? Your teammate or team member? 
Team, team, team member. member. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team member, member. twenty nine hundred. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you think they felt and or feel the same way that you did as team member? Number 113. That's the goal. Uh, we hope so. I mean, that, that's the goal. That's what we're really striving for. I mean, obviously. you've been there for 10 years. Do you feel like that culture has been created? Like you've well, birthed I this mean, and bred like... I'll, I'm going to be a little more biased on it because that's part of my direct job. <clears throat> right. You know, and that, that's part of my direct, you know, areas of focus with culture and engagement. That, that's one of the main focuses in my role. And so I'm going to be coming at it from a biased lens, but... Yeah, I mean, it, it, the results have, have been positive. I've, obviously, there's a lot of work to be done. It's not perfect. Yeah. Um, but there's some really meaningful things being done to ensure that we're able to maintain that personal touch from 1 to 10 to 100 to 1,000 to 3,000 to 299 or whatever number you reference there to help that personal touch, unique experience. And yeah. it's something that... You know, I really feel strongly that our senior leadership is committed to, and as long as we have that support, we can we can get it done. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So, okay, so we're going to back up here a little bit. Um, when you were at BYU and met your wife, how long was it before you got married? Oh man, huh. <laughs> was it was it quick? Was it one of those where it's like <laughs> this lady? She's helped me on my crutches. She's the one. I know it. <laughs> Got to bag this up. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Good question there. So, uh, man, I went on a date with a girl on February 13th. That's my birthday. So I went to... Valentine's Day. No, February 14th. February 14th. Day before Valentine's Day. Yep. So day after Valentine's Day, I had a very awkward date with my wife. And it was insanely awkward. And... Like, how? You need to explain this. (laughs) Tell me what's going on Well, okay. First off, she thought that I was going to come pick her up. And, I mean, we, we lived in the same, like, apartment complex. She was in 306, I was in 307. And so I, I told her, hey, I'm going to make dinner. We're going to go to this concert. We'll go hang out. And so um, she thought that I was going to come pick her up where I was making dinner, just thinking that she'd come stop by. Yeah. And so time goes by, you know, I can't remember, like, at 6 o'clock. And so it started off on the wrong foot from the get-go where – it was around 6.30. I was like, hey, are you coming over? And then she came over. Then we didn't really get to eat dinner because we were going to be late for the concert we were going to. You go to a concert, it's not really the most conducive to be able to, like, talk a whole yeah. lot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Do you remember the band? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be embarrassing? What yeah, well, got? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, I call it a concert, but I don't know if it classifies as a concert. Um, <laughs> some, like, random band in the park or something? Well, kind of, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you remember the guy Kirby Hayborn. Oh, I, know, I love Kirby. Kirby. I love yeah. Kirby. Okay. Side yeah. note, my sister was best friends with his little brother in okay. high school. All right. I was friends with his little sister in middle school. All right. So, yeah, we know the Hayborns. All right. No, the Kirby was in my... I'm, I'm LDS. Yeah. He was in my ward. Oh, really? Yeah. And then our ward just got split. So now he's just, he's in, he still lives by me. He's in the neighborhood, but now we're, now we're just Well, not. hey. But anyway, y- I love y- Kirby. If word gets out to Sons Kirby. Sons of Provo, one of my favorite movies. If word gets out, you know, I mean, quality. quality. Yeah, <laughs> if word gets out to, uh, yeah. to, but to anyway, Kirby. So, Kirby, that, so it was like a Kirby Hayborn concert? Where, yes, love was, was achieved that night. Uh, <laughs> inspiration from Kirby himself. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it, he was doing something on campus. And uh, so we, we went. And so I don't know if it's necessarily a concert. Like, I know he played some music. I think he told some jokes. But it wasn't like a traditional concert. Of sure, 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 sure. Yeah. 
Uh, and I then mean, after performance the movie, in the park. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. And then after I go to you know take her to her door and and she just wasn't really engaged in talking and we neither of us were really making a good flow in talking at all. And so we sat at her doorstep and then we started talking. When I was dropping her off uh, at her door, then we started talking and then we started we we talked for like probably another like three and a half hours just at her doorstep. Oh dang. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then mm. since then, like every day we were together. And so that, that I went on a date with the girl February 13th, did the Hayborn concert on the 15th, <laughs> had a little break with Valentine's Day, and then from the 15th on, we saw each other all the time, every day. And then we were eventually married in October. We just hit our anniversary in 13, 13 years. Okay, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Wait, that's awesome. well, where's she from? She's from here, so <laughs> she's down in Mapleton. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's from awesome. Here. Okay, love that area. Kids? Yeah. How many? Four kids. Four kids. Four How kids. old to youngest? Two boys, two girls, two blonde hair, two brown hair. Uh, ten. Well, I guess almost eleven. Eleven and two. That's the gap. That's yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Kids range. A lot eleven. Of so that's what? That's fifth. That's fifth grade. Fifth grade. Fifth grade. Yeah. No, and it's crazy because like now that I have four kids, I'm like, holy crap, I'm a dad. Like, it took me this long to realize, like, holy crap, I'm a dad. I'm responsible for other humans. Like, I always knew it before, but, like, now they're starting to get older. They get older. They're, <clears throat> they're going around to the neighborhoods and, like, bringing other kids over to the house. And I turn around because I'm, I'm working. I got my headphones in or I'm in, in a meeting. I turn around and there's, like, ten other kids. I'm like, I am a responsible adult for all these children. Yeah. I do not <laughs> feel qualified for this. It's weird. It I don't think it ever yeah. goes away. Yeah. So when did you move? So when did you get married? Were you still in school? So what, like 2000, 2009, 2008? Seven. 2007. 2007. 2007. Yeah. Yeah, so I moved out. Um, yeah, I was still in school because I had, I had transferred. I had gone to three schools for my undergrad. I, went, I did my freshman year at uh, University of Utah. I went down to Caracas, Venezuela for an LDS mission. And then I went back to Michigan after that, Central Michigan University, mighty Chippewas, Chip, Chip, Chippewas. And then <laughs> transferred back out to, uh, to, to BYU and finished my undergrad there. Okay. So in 07, I was still a student at BYU and my wife and I got married then. Got married and then you jumped right into your MBA. MBA. And then when did you go to Phoenix? Was it after that? It was uh, it was between years of MBA. So okay. uh, when I finished the first year of MBA and then went down to Phoenix and then moved back up from Phoenix and did finish the MBA. Okay. And it was actually because of that role down in Phoenix that I got my start at Health Equity. Well, it helped get my start at Health Equity. I was doing a, uh, some work with compensation and benefits down in that company on semiconductor. And when I was moving back up to Utah, they made the recommendation, hey, this company's awesome, go check them out. They're located up in Utah. This is um, semiconductor that? Sells. On semiconductor said that, yeah, my boss. Did they use health equity? They used health equity, yep. HSAs and stuff? Uh-huh, okay. yep. And so they loved health equity and made the recommendation. And so when I was moving back up here, I uh, got started on. Tessa White hired me in. 
she's our guest tomorrow. Hey, there you go. Is she really? Yeah. Hell yeah. There you go. <clears throat> Where's so, she at? Yeah, anyway. She's doing her own thing. Um, so when you started, you start in the HR department? Yeah. Okay. It was Tessa and I, the two of us. I okay. mean, we... Uh, well, yeah, I guess at that point, 100 and... 100 You don't need more than necessarily two at that point. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so the two of us were, were figuring things out, and then, you know, it just grew significantly from there. It's been great. Yeah, that's awesome. She's coming in tomorrow. Yeah, that's... I mean, well, 100 to 3,000. Yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, a, yeah, that's a major growth. Yeah. Imagine like building changes and you know just locations and I mean yeah. Where did you guys start crap. at? Where was your first building? Has it always been in Draper? Well, I mean technically, I mean Health Equity originally started in in Tucson, Arizona, back okay. in like 2002, and so started in Tucson, Arizona. Then moved up by the sewer <clears throat> plant in American Fork, 05, and then have been in that location uh, just a mile away um, since 07. Okay. And now, now we have got yeah. three buildings up there. The three up there, that's yeah. right. <clears throat> yeah, and then yeah. are you in still in Arizona? Like, are you in other states as well? Arizona, uh, Arizona, Texas, Kentucky, Milwaukee. Are these actual brick-and-mortar buildings? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, that happened with an acquisition that occurred last year. And right. so there was a company acquisition, and uh, we really expanded uh, – a lot of things through that process. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about health equity. I imagine most people have probably have heard the name and know, but tell us what health, health equity does. <clears throat> Finishing my pizza. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. See, that's why people don't eat. No, I know. Yeah. You yeah. just get to talk for an hour and a half the whole time. It's funny because I've always, I mean, even I, I mean, by the name, I've always assumed you probably something in it. Health care or health benefits of some kind. Yep. But literally, I don't even really. I think Kim Bass worked there. She did. Kim Bass. Yeah, yeah. I hired yeah. her a long time ago. Yeah. Did so she know? works she for us. Here. Yeah. She's yeah. our. She is our. Is she head, here? She no. She isn't here today. She's so done like. She is the done? only employee that we've. You know, she kind of floats around from home to here with yep. COVID and stuff. I mean, yep. most of them are back now, but she is the head of our client happiness department. Hey. She runs all of our stuff. But anyway, I was going to say, yeah, Kim Bass worked there for a while. She did. Yeah. She did. She loved yeah, it. no, I remember Kim very well. Yeah. That's oh, that's great. <clears throat> yeah, health equity. And so, look, I, I'm going to do a little bit of a dance in terms of talking about health equity because, you know, I, we, I, I don't want to breach any protocols of, of, you know, what we can talk about and whatnot. I'm not a designated health equity spokesman yet. Right. Okay. So, okay. no, but overall, I mean, health equity. You're not going to get in trouble if I tag health equity, are you? I hope not. Okay. <laughs> I've had to we edit a few things from some people like, hey, by the way, I didn't know that I couldn't say this. Can you, can you take this we specific can always edit. We can just number out? Yeah, and then that's what I'm trying to avoid. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think it's fine to you know, tag yeah. it in, but at I the mean, same it's point your, in time. your employer. It's fine. Yeah, You're just yeah, giving yeah. them a good shout out. I'm giving them a good shout out. No, I'm, I'm biased about health equity, but I'll never be a salesy. Like, people got to choose their own place for them like there are a lot of great companies out there health equity is one of them and at health equity i stand by the story in terms of how great of a company it is with the leadership i mean first i'll say it starts with this in terms of our founder steve nealman uh 
he has this you know passion and energy for the team member experience that has been consistent throughout health equity so we talk about the company culture being able to scale it from you know two to five to ten it, it, it starts with that tone at the top and we have been very fortunate with our senior leadership starting with Steve Nealman in particular to be able to bring that in and, and have that as an emphasis it makes jobs like mine a lot easier to have that support from leadership to be able to care about that uh, but health equity think of it as like the financial side of healthcare. we help individuals connect health and wealth people are going to be spending money on health care great well, let's help you better save and spend your health care dollars in smarter ways people are going to spend money on retirement let's help you better save and spend your dollars there as well and so at the end of the day you know we will partner with <clears throat> customers members partners out there to help empower them to better save and spend their healthcare dollars. There's a lot more I could go into that I would love to nerd out on, but that is the, the gist of it. So there. who's your who are your clients? Who is the ideal partner of for health equity? Me. So like a Morton, a Morton would be an ideal partner for health equity. Yeah, because we take our employer groups that we have and those employer groups who have FSAs and HSAs use health equity. And you, they would use health equity to, to facilitate those things. And you're not a, you don't direct a consumer. Rarely. Rarely direct a consumer. So it's really the partners, the Mortons of the world or whatever that is, you, you connect with and then, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and or, or employers directly. I mean, so. Or, or, okay, directly to the employer itself. To the employer that then offers it to their employees, yes. Right. Yep, and, and so we have a, a large client base, uh, uh, partners, number of partners, and large number of partners as well that you know I, I could share offline as well in terms of some of that as well. Um, yeah, I mean it, we're we're very large at, at what we do. There's other companies that do what we do, and we look to help focus on uh, really superior education. In that process, that, that's where we believe we we can beat individuals. Probably need to edit that part out, but yeah, I, yeah. I'm trying to do a little bit of a dance because we recently <laughs> came out with this like social media policy in yeah. terms of you know different activities. So you can't that. say necessarily you kick the crap out of the competition. Oh, we absolutely <laughs> kick. Oh, crap. you can say I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. No, it's a really good company. I, I mean, in terms of. Um, you know, being part of a winning, growing organization, but then also very employee-centric, team member-centric organization. Not perfect, but, you know, it strives to, to do the right thing in a lot of ways. And, and there's a lot of momentum to be able to back that up, to have a top company culture and to have the growth of the organization as well to be able to back it up and, and su support it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys have any huge impacts with COVID? Did you have to have any layoffs, any furloughs? Yeah, great question. So, uh, no. I mean, what we have had happen, so the, I mentioned this acquisition. We had an acquisition that occurred um, about a year ago, 13 months ago. And so we've been going through COVID and the integration of these two companies. Yeah. And so that has been, you know, unique challenges in and of itself. And so there have been some impacts, but it's 
acquisition related because of the integration, not necessarily due to COVID. Right. Um, with COVID, I mean, there's obviously impacts that are, you know, we've cut down on some ancillary benefits that have been provided, like, uh, you know, we have a gym and fitness reimbursement or like a, a tuition assistance. So there's been some ancillary benefits that have been, you know, reduced to monitor spend, but um, we look to maintain as many team member jobs as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you said that like probably like 98%, right, are remote. Yeah. Do you think that, I mean, is that going to change for you guys? When you say, finally you say, okay, we can come back to the office, are you guys going to implement like a flex work schedule, do you think? Like, do people like it? Do they want to be back? Like, how is everybody handling that? Oh, And logistically man. just managing that. It's a wonderful question. Because it's really interesting because you, you really don't want to go, uh, you know, halvesies. Because if, if you say like, hey, you can come back, but not, you know, really come back, then you can have the burden of like having to commute in office, but not have the benefit of having the office feel and environment because there's so many protocols that are in place or most of the individuals flexed out and went home. And so if you want to come back, like it's a very interesting balance. And so I, we don't, we don't have, we're evaluating, you know, we don't have the answers yet. We're, we're doing a lot of evaluation. Team member sentiment <clears throat> is they, they feel like we can achieve a good amount of productivity remote. And we've done that. I mean, to be able to see, we're about six months into this and we've had good productivity as a company, but uh, there are definitely some pockets or concerns of individuals that just miss the interaction. I mean, for me, as a people person, yeah. I miss it. I miss it. I miss being able to interact with people, new hires in particular. We had a hundred, over 100 individuals start yesterday really? in a remote work environment in the different states and locations. Trying to conduct that virtually <laughs> is tough. Yeah. And the team member experience for them coming in and getting like it's, bought in that. It's different than what it was yeah, at least like a year ago. It is. I mean, man, a lot. It's tough. It's tough. But, you know, you just have there, – there's challenges in the office environment. There's challenges in the remote environment. And you just got to accept it. Like, you know, the, you, you got to overcome whatever challenges you're going to be facing. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll swing at it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll have fun along the way yeah. <clears throat> doing it. Do you have a preference, like – I mean, you miss the people, so I'm assuming you probably want to be in yeah. office. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, my personal bias, so this is fully gospel of Greg here, but, like, my, my personal bias is that, like, you know, unlimited PTO was kind of a thing for a period of time, and you know, a lot of people started seeing a lot of momentum with unlimited PTO. But then there was, like, kind of this, I don't know, like, ambiguity of how people could manage unlimited PTO. I think unlimited PTO can work very well, but they still need boundaries because you can't go unlimited PTO. I'm going to be gone for two years. Yeah. Continue to pay me. That doesn't, that's not how it works. And so some boundaries need to be in place. And if companies can do that well, they'll make that work. I think, like, this flex work environment is kind of the same, that you'll see a lot of momentum of individuals that want to go remote. But then... Where are the boundaries of like what works? And companies that can be very effective in communicating some of those boundaries to make it effective will make it effective and, and will be successful. But it comes with some of those boundaries and communications because team members, they, 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 they need to know what they're empowered to do. You know, if they feel like, okay, you, you have flex, go work remote. Okay. 
am I comfortable working two, mo- two weeks straight remote, two months? Do, 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 you got to give them some reassurance or boundaries along the way that, like, hey, it's okay. Yeah. Um, so my personal bias, uh, I, I do feel there are a lot of benefits from the remote or from the in-office work. Um, my observation is that we can manage effectively remote. Here's the work that needs to be done. Go manage it out, get it done, blah. What you miss in the in office is just those little ideas. Hey, Brent, you know, I, I had this idea. I was talking to, to Sally and uh, we, we were thinking about this problem and it just starts generating different yes, ideas. absolutely. I mean, it's just those small you, little you, interactions. You don't have that. You it's hard. It's, you it to, is hard. It's almost impossible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like the the remote workforce, I I personally don't see it lasting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, some question. companies can do it. I think. Yeah. I mean, some, this is kind of a I just think that too. like being with people, like you said, just having those conversations where it generates ideas. Like it just, I don't think it'll happen. I think people miss being with people, yep. talking to their peers. Yep. Like I just don't see it. Yep. For yeah, some, yep. saying that they're going to do it, I don't <clears> think it'll last. Yeah. The, um, I was going to say, I've heard a couple different conversations, not, not rumblings, but it's more working remote. It's like, okay, that, that's great. It, 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 some of the cultures have to transition, though, because it turns into more of a black and white. Have you got your job done? If you, here's the line. Here's the black and white. If you haven't, then you're done type of thing. Or not done, but... There's no gray area when you're working remotely because it's so hard to manage that and know where your benchmarks is. So you have your quota is your quota. If you meet it, fine, whatever. You're working from home. Yeah. You know we know what you're doing, but different than when you're in the office where it can be like you can be helping them and there's that gray area of their work performance versus you know other things and that it that some of the cultures of companies have changed or are changing because of the remote work. Oh yeah. And not only, I mean, I'm talking just for performance reviews, that one specific type thing. I mean, the culture obviously has changed because you're not with anybody and you're not in the cafeteria, you're not out playing volleyball and you know, you got all your activities with some of these cool benefits that people or the companies have, but just that, it's just totally different with performance reviews and I don't know if you've seen anything like that, but. Oh man, I mean, th- this is where like, I-, I really, I get excited about like the potential of what HR or people can do. When we went to this remote state, I thought of the clip from Big Hero 6. So I got kids, so I watch these kids. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm right there <clears> with you. Hey, Big Hero 6, good movie. <laughs> it is. The, the, the older brother, he holds his younger brother upside down. He says, hey, use that big brain of yours. Look from a different angle. You know, look at something different. This is a phenomenal opportunity for all these different employers, HR professionals, to look at the workplace differently and get creative to be able to solve performance reviews, how we effectively manage them, to be able to effectively use manage culture in this workplace environment. And it, it's, it's at times where, like, uh, there's a quote from this book that I read, um, Power of Moments, and I'm trying to remember this quote in particular, but it, it talks about how, like, practicality is, like, the burden of greatness that, like, it's too easy to just become practical and too practical instead of trying to iterate your ideas to innovate from there. And and I would love to be able to see, and I get excited about the potential of what, you know, an HR or people function can achieve. I mean, if you don't come out of this with like significantly different ways of operating your business, that is a 
missed opportunity. Yes, yeah. That is a missed opportunity for your leadership skills, for your team dynamics, for your communication styles, from your collaboration tools. Like, that's a phenomenal opportunity that we're all forced upside down, so let's take advantage of it. So, you know, I mean, I would like to be able to see that. Um, you know, I'm optimistic here or there in pockets, but by and large, I don't know, it's tough. Yeah. You, you need... You need some, you know, running mates to come run with you. Yeah. yeah. Iterate these ideas and and, and challenge uh, the workplace experience. And so I. There's something true. Do you, you like cycling? Uh, um, well, sure. The Peloton, right? Sure. The Peloton is the group of riders. That's the biggest group of riders in a race. Yeah. And when you're all together physically next to each other, you can go faster, yeah. longer, yeah. stronger. Totally. And if they all were spread out, they would go much slower. They would hate it because they don't, they can't feed off of energy. But that, it's interesting even, so that right oh, yeah. there, that's what I'm saying. Like everybody out working, it's just, I don't know how, it's just, that, that's not a Peloton. That yeah. is not the group together. It just seems like, like Danny said, like eventually, man, they, everybody really wants to be in the Peloton. Yeah. They want to get back together working side by side, moving forward with all that power and energy. I don't know. I think just that personal, you know, not literal touch, but sure. you got to proximity. Sure. Sure. Being working in the same office, seeing, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, me personally, I miss it. Because, I mean, one of the main things that I'm seeing in particular is that, like, in this remote workspace, I most consistently work with my direct leader, my direct peers, my direct leaders. Outside of that, like, you know, you do, but in, like, group settings, not casual conversations, one-off, one-on-one. You have to really go, I, I don't like that hierarchical approach where you're just working, like, in your ladders. And so I work with my leader, my leader works with that team, and yeah, blah, blah. I, I don't like that. It's We're a team, but how can we get the team together more? It's significantly easier in a huddle to walk by... You know, Sally's desk and say, hey, Sally, what's up? I, how did the presentation go? I, I mean, now you have to do it either through an email, which is a little more impersonal. you got to schedule time, but that, like, gets more, you know, formal than you need it to. And so it, it's it's tough. I mean, for me, being a people person, I miss it. I miss it. Yeah. But, you know, making the best use of this, and our team is, is doing well with it as well. I, you know, so I don't feel like we're missing step we're taking advantage of the time that we have but um yeah i i really do enjoy the office experience yeah how many people are on your team now 18 around there okay plus or minus one maybe yeah <laughs> when around 18 good team yeah. yeah it's big when's the last time you played got your skates on and played Hockey in oh, the office. way too long. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, because in, in the old building, like the other floors were empty. We were the only one occupying the, the, the fourth floor. And so the other floors were just vacant. And so we would strap on some skates. And so, I mean, it's been, it's been years. But we did toilet race. What's that? We got motorized, motorized toilets and raced motorized toilets. What is that? <laughs> yeah. What's a motorized toilet? It's, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's literally a, a toilet it's with a wheels on it. And you're sitting on the toilet. You're sitting on the toilet and you have a little gas pedal. And what do you steer with? 
Uh, they're, they're, they, guy, like, like kind like, of the handle, like uh, where where the water's in the back or whatnot. They kind of extend <laughs> that up. No, and, they don't. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. We did it. We did it. Okay. Uh, we had a values week. Uh, that was two years ago. We had this big obstacle course. It was actually, you know, kind of challenging because, like, I mean, some of the obstacles were kind of hard, uh, and so we don't want anybody to get like physically. <laughs> Right, yeah. You don't need Strain. any of that. No, on your, no. Any reports to the HR department. Yeah, exactly. No, we don't want that. <laughs> we don't want that jazz. Yeah. No, so yeah. I, we did get motorized toilets. Uh, we did drop uh, ping pong balls from a helicopter one time as well, where we gathered uh, kids around and we uh, had a little bit of like a raffle and Easter egg hunt. Like, you know, flew a helicopter over, dumped out ping pong balls and kids would run scramble grab one and then whatever color was designated the winner on the sp on the spin you know then they would go get a prize associated to it so you know haven't gotten roller skates but we have gotten other interesting activities in other ways like, would you just get looks from everybody if like when you guys go back to the office you just strapped strapped on some skates and was like oh yeah skating around like what's up guys <laughs> they would not know they wouldn't know what's going on no, no. <laughs> Maybe a few of the like OGs uh, back in the day, but no, no. Do you do you still play hockey? No, I never played hockey. I'm terrible. Oh, you never played hockey? <laughs> no, no. It's just something that we go do. Because you mentioned like you're playing, yeah, kind of uh, getting the skates on. Didn't you say you were playing hockey? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, back in it, the day. Well, but, yeah, okay. we would we would get uh, stress balls. I guess I just assumed that you from Michigan or I something. Know. You, then you're. Mentioned that you're playing hockey, that you must have played hockey. Well, you'd think. Like, I'm probably not a, I'm not making my ancestors proud because, you know, There's I don't know much about cars. heritage, dude. <laughs> I know. It's gotta be. I don't know much about, about cars. About cars. <laughs> hockey. And uh, nowadays I call this soda instead of pop. And uh, that's a bit oh, of a sin a, back in Michigan. They call it pop. 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 Yeah, pop. pop. <laughs> pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go give me a pop. Go give me a pop, ma. Yeah. Soda. Soda. What do I I don't even know what I call it. I think I call it soda. I think I call it soda. You want to get a soda? I don't know. I call it my lifeblood. Lifeblood. Yeah, yeah. lifeblood. That's I call good it. Too. I call I it chemicals. It. Need it every day. I need my chems. Need came my, from need Jason chems. Bourne, <clears throat> the Bourne movies. Give me my chems. My chems. I can function every day. Um, from when you started at Health Equity to now, could you break? I mean, narrow down like what are some of the biggest changes that you've seen? Maybe two or one, two, three changes in the HR department that you've changed or implemented, seen? Oh, in terms of like, so not necessarily as a company, but just like in, in our, our people team in particular? Yeah. Yeah. Just oh, anything goodness. that from where the HR, from the, excuse me, the people team yeah, thank you. was, <laughs> how you've evolved over the last 10 years to where you are now. Yeah. Or some of like the significant changes you think that you've seen or help implement yeah yeah well i mean one in particular was we we got uh we got a phenomenal people leader in there in terms of my my direct boss and leader she didn't have a traditional hr background which you know i think helps in driving a people function because she was really good at a lot of the people aspects and in terms of you know we got to strengthen a lot of our activities from an hr compliance audit standpoint and that's fine yeah but where i feel like people stands in front and then uses that as the backstop instead of from more of an HR mentality potentially of having that come up and you know us standing behind it waiting for things to hit that and then we'll you know pick up the straps that come through. 
Because uh, dealing with people is hard. I mean, dealing with people, items, it takes a lot of judgment. Um, you know, it, it takes a lot of sound decision making at times, and, and not everything's going to be black and white. And that's where, you know, if we can empower our HR professionals, people professionals, to be empowered, make good decisions, get to know the business, get to know the people very well, uh, you can have some really good outcomes. And so having her come in, um, it, it really helped because then we were just kind of a scrappy team. We didn't have a lot of resources, and we just built a lot of things together. So I'll, personally, I talk about this group as a core four because the foundations of the team were me and these three other individuals where we were the core four of the team foundationally, which was phenomenal. So there was this core four phase. We had another phase in which we, we grew a little bigger where we started getting a little more specialized in different functions. Uh, that was that was probably about three years, uh, maybe four years ago now, where we started getting a little more specialization. Then obviously most recently with the acquisition. I mean, that that's just fundamental changes all around. I mean, that has drastically changed uh, how we're doing things because as a company, we were predominantly in one office here in Utah. And then now with this acquisition, our company is significantly more geodiverse. We're yeah. out in many different locations and we're also a significantly larger company as well. And so we have definitely become more specialized today and how we're going through that process. And it's a process. There's still a lot of work to be done right. to help us you know, better specialize in what we're doing. Um, but it's good. I really enjoy, though, that, that phase where they talk about like storming and norming, like where our team, that core four, was together just solving the world. Because I really didn't feel like our team had boundaries at all it wasn't like here's your job here's your sandbox you play in that yeah it was we're a team let's figure it out and we got a lot of things done even though this wasn't necessarily part of your direct role or responsibilities you were able to contribute in meaningful ways throughout and we operated as a team instead of individuals performing jobs and that was awesome some of the best time that i will professionally have my my career hopefully it can be duplicated and, and yeah. continued on because it, it's a blast that's good it's a blast i am interested to know maybe you can't answer this but just being in a people position i won't say hr um <laughs> what is like the biggest maybe problem or complaint that comes by your desk do you think like it's like hey John's eating sardines. Like, is it just like little <laughs> stuff that happens or is it like the most common thing, sexual harassment? I, mean, I don't know. Like, is, can you, could you narrow that down? Like, you know, so what's the most common thing that it comes across my desk? Great question. <clears throat> and I'm going to, I'm going to add a little personal bias to this as well. If you have great leaders throughout your organization, they will catch a lot of that smaller ticky tack stuff. Because instead of going to HR for sardines, you know, or things yeah. like that, they'll go to their leader or, you know, they'll work it out with the team. So if you have a great culture, it makes your job so much easier. Yes. Um, and so I'm, I'm hashtag blessed on that. Uh, but I would say it is a lot yeah. about uh, – the most common one that I would, I would say is regarding uh, career progression, feeling limited or stifled, okay. uh, potentially not – you know, they, they, they perceive themselves as very qualified for X, 
and they're not getting X and they can't see why they didn't get it. And so they, they want to talk about it. And so it, sometimes there's, you know, potential legitimacy behind it that, you know, we, let's talk about, let's explore. Other times it's, it's helping individuals gain more self-awareness in terms of, you know, what, where they are. I mean, self-awareness is a beautiful thing for all of us. Oh, yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. Let's imagine interesting if, if how, how tactful you have to be yeah. with being super blunt, honest, yeah. And loving, yeah. But in, in that in that regard, to get somebody a little more self-aware, it's like, yeah, you just you, your bo's a little <laughs> off the charts, so you can't get that management job. <laughs> Would that be? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, like, what if that was really the issue? But anyway, joking yeah, aside, you, you kept looking at Danny. No, no, no. Danny's okay. got great hygiene. Danny's okay. got great hygiene. No, no, no. He's, he's got great. He smells oh, great. Thank okay. you. Thank you. No, but I mean, just that, you know, I don't know. I mean, this self-awareness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the more of they, they an have, open. They become nose deaf, Danny. You stink. <laughs> the more you have an open environment, the easier it is. The easier it is to know your intentions. And, and you can be open and authentic and tactful in that approach. And you can talk to the individual, you know, very compellingly if you have that open dynamic in, in your your culture and your relationship and it's hard you got to work at it but like I, I once again like have been pretty I'm pretty biased in terms of the experience and, and workplace environment that we've had that it, it makes our life a lot easier and then we have that leadership that cares at the top and it trickles down so we can have those tough conversations and do it in a meaningful way that makes a difference it's not always perfect but you know that's the value that like an HR team can bring to the company and it's great to see. That's good. It's awesome. It's awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you. We've we've come to the part towards the end now. Ooh. Did you finish like the ones with Aubrey and Jerry Did you see all the the full episode? I didn't get to the end. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's good. Danger zone. That's, That's good. good. Okay. Danger zone. Well, we we've added a few things. So one, I have three songs, Ooh, just the lyrics. Okay. I'm not gonna sing it by any means. Well, I just give you the lyrics, and we're gonna see if you can get them. Okay. Okay. And then we have some would you rather questions. So are these lyrics like the same lyrics? That, like, are they you asked of each of the guests? No, no, they're no, all different. They're all always different. different. Okay, so you what? can't cheat. No. No, no, okay, no, no, no. okay. What kind of music do you listen to? Oh, goodness. Uh, <laughs> depends on where I'm at. Besides uh, Kirby Hayborn, what kind of music do you listen to? <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, you know, I, in my car, I downloaded, uh, I, I have, a, I have a, a USB drive that it has uh, all the, this music that I downloaded from like the early to mid 2000s from Napster and LimeWire. Yes. And so like my Lime music wire. is stuck. <laughs> yes. My music it. is stuck in that genre, okay. like that day. Okay. And, and there are things that I had my nephews come borrow my car recently and I told them like, there's some, you know, mildly to, to very, not mildly, inappropriate <laughs> stuff here. So tread lightly. So. <laughs> well, right. I usually like, so when, when I, just, when you said USB to my car, yeah, yeah. I knew you were going somewhere, <laughs> somewhere back in the day. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, LimeWire. LimeWire, I love it. So I, I try, I usually try like to say, okay, when did this person maybe graduate college or 
and try to go back to that era a little bit. Okay, okay. I've been pretty good about getting people songs been that they know. Yeah. So I actually went back. Okay. This is like 2008, maybe. Ooh. Okay. So we'll see where it comes. We'll see, all right. We'll see all right. All right. First one. Okay. You say you searching for somebody that'll take you out and do you right. Well, come here, baby, and let daddy show you what it feel like. You know all you got to do is tell me what you sipping on, and I promise that I'm going to keep it coming all night long. Oh, my gosh, dude. What Ooh. the hell? Ooh. Uh, Ooh. You get it. You know, I, 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 was, I was feeling a little bit of, like, uh, R. Kelly Ignition in there. Dude, that is I a wish. very good guess. I Same wish. genre. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Uh, what? Same genre? Do we want a hint? Yeah, hint. This person, uh, I don't know if he found it, but took Bieber under his wing. So Usher. Usher, yes. Usher. Which song Usher. is that? Love in this club. Well, how, how does that even go? Love in this club. In this club. So, yeah, it's not like, club. I don't know, yeah. I don't know, Greg's got it. <laughs> oh my gosh, dang it, dude. I like Usher too. I've listened, I've, I've listened a lot of Usher. Good songs, yeah. Shoot, I, that went right over my head, man. It's tough. I mean, yeah. Usher, when you don't have like Usher, the, Usher. you know, the beat going, like, it's too hard. All right. You remember Hitch, the movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a sweet Usher song in that movie. Yeah. That What's His Face Dances to. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's his name? Kevin James. Kevin James. Oh, dude, yeah. so good. Yeah. Kevin James. Kevin James. Okay. Yeah. Right, I one. dance like him. <laughs> Quality. Paint a picture of the perfect place. They've got it better than when anyone's than when anyone's told you. I'll be the king of hearts. You be the queen of spades, and we'll f- and we'll fight for you like we were we were soldiers. I know we've got it good, but they've got it made, and the ga- the grass is getting greener each day. I know things are looking up, but soon they'll take us down before anybody. Anybody's knowing our name. Ooh. And I got the chorus. They've got yeah, the chorus? they've got all the right friends in all the right places. The so yeah, we're going down. Oh, they've got uh, all the right moves <laughs> in all the right faces. So yeah, we're going down. One Republic? What? Yeah. Uh, dude, that's amazing. Ding ding yeah. ding. Shoot, that's good. You're good. Yeah. All the right moves. That's the song. Okay. I don't yeah, know that dude, song that's good. Man, I'm impressed. All right, this one. I think you guys are this one. Especially with the very first line, you're going to be like, I know. I probably know who it is. Yeah. Okay. I'm a young money millionaire, tougher than Nigerian hair. My criteria compared to your career just isn't fair. I'm a venereal disease, like a menstrual bleed, <laughs> through, the, through the pencil and leak on the sheet. Of the tablet in my mind, because I don't write nothing, because I ain't got time. Because the seconds, minutes, hours go to the almighty dollar and the almighty power of Allah. Sister, brother, son, daughter, father, father, mother loving kappas. Get the Maser- got the moder- Maserati <laughs> he dancing. No, he does not. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> got the Maserati dancing on the bridge, trunk popping. Tell their kappas, ha ha ha. You can't catch them if you, if you can't stop them. I go by them. I go by them goon rules. If you can't beat them, then you pop them. If you, if you can't man them, then you mop them. If you can't stand them, then you drop them. You pop them because we pop them like Oval Redden Baca. Woo. Oh my gosh. 
But dude, I have no freaking clue. <laughs> no freaking clue. I, I'm a young money millionaire. I'm a young money millionaire. Hold on. I'm a young money millionaire. Well, how, how does that give it away? Young well, money. I'm a young, young money, baby. Millionaire. Young money. Young is that like money. his nickname is money? No, that's like every song. It's like young, young money. money. Boom, boom. Okay, now sing it. I can't sing it. <laughs> it's a rap. I can't rap. Are you okay, kidding me? Okay, hold on. It's not 50 Cent. No. Was his name Chris Brown? No. Dang. It wasn't... Uh, I mean, give us a hand. Give us a hand. Wheezy. Wheezy. Lil Wayne. Mm. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> Who listened to Lil you, Wayne? You don't know Lil this Wayne? This was a big album. A million, a million. Okay, well, a million. that's true, but I guess, dude, a million is what it's called. Yeah. A million. Dude, yeah, I don't Anyway, I'm not going to go. I don't even know. I, I don't even know if I've listened, listened to one Lil Wayne song all the way through. You would hear it. Dang it. You would hear it and you'd be like, I know this song. I, I'm sure I would. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Be familiar. All right. Dude, those are good ones. Those are good ones. Okay. Uh, would you rather? The rule mother, of mother would you rather them. is you have to answer. You have to answer one of them. All right. All right. Okay. We have right. one that we ask yes. every time. All right. So the first one is, would you rather take a Tiger Woods driver to the shin like he's, he's teeing off Ooh. and instead of the ball there your shin is Ooh. right there Ooh. and wow. he's going to swing he's swing as hard as he can right right to the shin drive right to the shin or Barry Bonds takes his bat steroid he, era steroid era and he's going to do a home run swing right to the middle of your back with his bat <laughs> Tiger Woods to the shin or Barry Bonds to the back I'd be interested to know how other people uh, have answered this I, I, I'm going to say pretty confidently Tiger Woods Shin. Tiger Woods. Yeah. yeah. That's most it's probably most of the been people. maybe like a 70 30. Yeah, it's like a 70 30. Yeah, I mean, it feels like a little more upper back. Like, I don't know. I it's right to the like, middle. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's, that's danger zone. It is danger zone. Yeah. It is danger zone. Because <laughs> yeah. anybody that's had back pain or back problems understands no way do I ever want back problems. No. 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 I'll take a fake leg yeah. over being paralyzed. Yeah. Right? Totally. Yeah. Um, okay, I like this. 30, about thirty percent of the people take Barry Bonds. Yeah, milk him. Yeah. Okay. They get a little more scientific with the answer, but they they like they take the bat. Uh, I'm gonna ask this one. I like this one. Would you rather have the neck of a giraffe <laughs> or the arms of the baby? Oh goodness. Oh. Um, hmm. Ooh. You know, I mean, you get a little bit of Deadpool in there if you, you know, take the arms of the baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know? Let's go baby. Baby arms. Baby arms. <laughs> baby arms. Just like, you know, you're getting your drink. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I, it would be just so you can't hard. Even put your arms over your head. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't be able to, like, get in the car. You can't if drive. You, said, you can't yeah. drive anywhere. Sunroof. No. Neck, a giraffe's neck is like five feet long. Yeah. Seven, whatever yeah. it is. You're going to be sunroof. Long. You're going to have to live somewhere warm. Yeah. It's convertible. Yep. Ugh. Like trying to lay down, shower. Your bed has got to be like 15 feet even, tall. Like, reach, you still have baby arms compared to your yeah. head. Yes. Well, you just bring it down. Yeah. Oh, Brush your teeth, you know. I don't know. Maybe with baby hands, you can grasp like little tools and then you can, you know, take showers and wash your hair or something. Yeah. Yeah, little okay. spatulas. Yeah, I like it. Uh, would you rather know when you're going to die or the cause of death? Ooh, goodness. Ooh, ooh. 
Um, cause. The cause. Cause. See, I gotta go. T- I gotta go and win. Because I feel I mean, like if it was like the so cause, it would. Yeah. I, well, I think both of them would. But like the cause is like, hey, you get in a car crash. Can I drive today? Like, is today the day? Like, every time you're you get in the car, you're, just, you're never going to drive. You know what I mean? Don't, I'm not getting in any car. No one's think, driving me. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'd have to go. But, like, time. Like, I mean, then, then like, it, it, it would just always be on my mind. Where yeah. I think the other one, I, just cause, I think I could still, like, live some of my life without it on my mind. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you might get lucky. It's like, hey, you Very know, you're going to die of natural death. It's like, just, you're going to fall asleep and not wake up. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. All right. Would you rather have three eyes... Or have a tail. Where are these well, eyes? What's, what's the tail? You're the tail of a what? Third eye, and you're gonna have. I don't like know. A, you're gonna have a tail, and you're not hiding it. Like it's, it's out. Like a cat. Like we'll just go with like a cat. Yeah, sure, a cat. Like tail. a monkey tail would be way cool, because then you like hang from it. Yeah, yeah dude, it could give you balance. Yeah. Okay. Actually, let's let's throw the third eye in the back of your head, just for the hell of it. So then two. You'd be able one to eye in the see back of your one head. One eye in the back of your head, or a tail of a monkey. You. Oh, you can third actually eye in the back function. Of the head. Third eye in the back of the head. Okay. Dude, you would dominate. You could play, like, imagine all like the sports you could do, <laughs> like different things. Like, just take advantage of, of, of a lot of stuff. You might be able to. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Going three eyes. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Would you rather your fingers be as long as your legs, oh, good. or your legs be as long as your fingers? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, dude. Hold on. There's no way. What? The, do they function? You're talking about like yeah, I have function. like all my knuckles and stuff. Is we'll take your longest finger, dude. My knuckles. Are, my fingers are this long, and yeah. I got knuckles. And, but legs. I only have. I only still have the same amount of knuckles. You got your leg and just your little foot. Dude, you know how point. slow your hands would move? Because you just you know you move fast. That'd look weird. Well, absolutely. But yeah. then you walk like this, like yeah. your hips. You're, there's no way. That's as long as, you, and you have a knee. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. Can I have a jazzy? Can I no. have a jazzy? Because your legs are going to function. I know, but, so you're saying like you can, you just, there's no jazzy. No, your legs are going to function. You're going to oh, walk, no, but no you're just going to have, have jazzy. you're going to have just little steps, man. How would you even go through Disneyland? I couldn't even get on rides. I don't know. Maybe I could hide, no, yeah, I may take the you couldn't get on rides. Could you get on rides with your fingers? Like well, that's that? what I don't know. Maybe you stick them in your pockets or something. You long pockets, pockets, and they just don't know that you got these long fingers. You could hide the fingers <clears throat> down your pant legs. So this whole thing is just what you would pick is based off of a ride at Disneyland. Well, no, no, because I hate <laughs> Disney. I don't like Disney in general. Um, oh, dude, I don't know. Can you imagine how many people would think that, though? Like, I can't get on a ride at Disneyland. Yeah. I wouldn't care, personally. But the jazzy, I think I would, I would want. But if I can't have that, yeah, no, Greg. I mean, I, I would, I would go for legs if I can have some type of chair device. If I'm not to get chair, you. like, I mean, you'd have to take. Dude, take it would take you forever. Yeah. yeah, just to walk to the, your car parking lot into into the grocery store, you'd have to plan ten minutes extra time. <laughs> I'd probably get fingers and get them amputated. No amputation. No <laughs> amputation. <laughs> Nope, no That's worries. a tough okay. one, Reed. Going legs. Uh, That's one of the weirder visual, <laughs> visual. I'm trying to visualize. Yeah. Yeah. Would you rather have to wear a thong every day or high heels? 
and everybody knows that you're it's like, oh, they're Greg and his thong again. And obviously they're going to see the high heels. But do they know you wear thong? You, oh, yeah. You can, even though it's under your, you just, yeah, they just it's your know. underwear. Bend they over. know you're you wearing bend over, you got the whale tail. They know. <laughs> whale tail. <laughs> they know. Wear high heels? Yep. Thong. Thong. Yeah. Yeah. No shame. No shame. I'll Own take it. that. I'll take that. Uh, would you rather have no nose or no ears? No. You can still write. It's still going to be there. You can still hear and smell, but it's just gone. Gone. No so nose. Visually. Or really no ears. Yeah. Visually, what would you go with? I think I'd go ears. Taking the ears, ears off. Ears. Ears. Because you can cover those up. Yeah, totally. You, you can't know, cover In public. Nose. Yeah. You'd look like Voldemort, dude, or whatever. Oh, like, just <laughs> no nose, kind of weird. The name, you're not supposed to you speak don't scare about that kids. name. No. Uh, would you rather have edible spaghetti hair oh. that regrows every night or sweat maple syrup? <laughs> Maple syrup. Hold on, dude. I don't know if what? that's close. Hold on. Maple, oh, maple syrup. I sweat so much though. <laughs> and there's no I love, way I love in hell. Pancakes. There's no way I could do sweat maple syrup. I'd have to take the other one. Just deal with it. Spaghetti hair. Spaghetti hair that's edible. I mean, at least you could, you could eat it, yeah. or you just cut it. Yeah. No. Syrup. No. I'm taking syrup. Syrup. Oh yeah, I love breakfast food. Just too much. a little jog, and then just kind of yeah, your hand just on your pancakes. Little, little oh my gosh! Never just, buy. You'd like, you're squeezing <laughs> out like your syrup. Dude, you could probably pancakes. sell. There's, you, you know, there's somebody out there that has yeah. like a fetish syrup. of some sort. That's like, I love body syrup. Like, I want to buy syrup. this. <laughs> that's what you call it, dude. Body syrup body by Greg. Body syrup like that. You gotta go. Hey, we're low on. We're low. We're our our. <laughs> Our inventory is low, dude. You got to go work out. We got to get more body syrup. Yeah. There's like one dude providing all body syrup. By one guy. <laughs> He's just, you got to work out all day long, every day. Would you rather live without the internet or live without air conditioning and heating? What? I unfortunately did both when I was down in Arizona. Um, <laughs> I had a car with, well, I had a car with no AC and then uh, we didn't have any internet down there as well and so i lived without the internet back in the day i've grown way too comfortable with the internet now yeah i'm saying now right because the same thing like i didn't i didn't have yeah. the internet i didn't have a phone yeah but like now, now like I'll, we're not traveling back in time because that'd done, be easy done. it's just today it's like hey if you don't, you don't have, have internet? internet you can't stream netflix that's brutal you can't you watch can get a blanket you can get I you mean, got books yeah I'm you can't even doubt but you can't download an audiobook you got to go to the library. I'm keeping internet. You got to okay. go get your Disman, put in your <laughs> USB, get all your LimeWire music back into the into the, the Zune. The Remember Lime. the Zune, the Microsoft <laughs> the Zune, dude? Zune. It was yes. the, <laughs> I had one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> would you rather never be stuck in traffic again or never get sick again? I'm saying pre-COVID when there was more traffic. I hate traffic so much. I know it's the worst. I hate it so much. See, I would take traffic because I don't get, I mean, I get sick, but I don't ever get like bedridden sick. Yeah. I think I'd probably take traffic. You would take no traffic. No traffic. Yeah. I, I think I, that sounds good to me. Yeah. I'm okay with that. You're good with that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, would you rather have out of control body hair or a strong pungent body odor? 
And it's like, if you can, if you try to right, it's out of control. If you shave it, it's grown back. Like it's not taking body hair. I, I had somebody, you know, back in the day who had some strong smelling, smelling <laughs> and it was not, Dude, no one wants to be around. Yeah. No, it's, no. it's awkward. You can't yeah. cover it up. No, yeah. just be that hairy guy. Yeah. Two I am. Yeah. Two I am. Yeah. Uh, would you rather have chapped lips that never heal or terrible dandruff that can't be treated? Oh, man. Terrible dandruff? Yeah. Chapped lips. Doesn't matter the amount of chap lips, chapstick that you put on. Dandruff. You're having chapped lips. Don't wear black. Just I accept dandruff. that. I accept that. I, 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 yeah. I'm dandruff. Oh, man, the lips. They're always like, dude, they cut and they start bleeding. Yep. I hate that. Just always yeah, but see if you don't wear black. But if it's so terrible, I mean, if it's so bad, do you think it's still going to be noticeable? Wear a hat all the time? Yeah, I do. Shave your head? Yeah. And you still get it? Andrew comes from your scalp, though, anyway. Yeah. Right? So yeah. It's, still, yeah. it's still there. Yeah. Okay, last one. Would you rather sleep with your first cousin, but no one would know, <laughs> or you not sleep with him, but everybody thinks and believes that you did, no matter what you tell them. They, in their heart of hearts, knows Greg slept with his first cousin. <laughs> okay, hold on. You sleep with him, no one knows. No one knows. Except for the first cousin. Yep. No one will ever know. Or you don't, and everybody's like, damn it, Greg, you slept. We know you slept with your first cousin. We know it. Um... You know, it's a little awkward. Is is probably? <laughs> guess what we're doing right now? We're picturing one of our first cousins that that was a that you would ever have thought maybe yeah, maybe it's just cute. Because I think honestly, sleeping with your with your first cousin is just more frowned upon. <laughs> it's not necessarily like a rule. Uh, yeah, I get. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the ruling there. Yeah, I would. I would explore. I don't know if I'm the type of guy that would enjoy everybody just thinking that I did even though I didn't. Uh, Can you pick which cousin? Sure, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you take the sleep with the cousin and, and no one knows. Okay. Instead of like just everybody thinking that you just slept with your cousin. Yeah. I don't know. See, like what's interesting... Take, take the morality out of, this, out of the equation, right? Because... Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, I talked with uh, somebody um, probably a little more than a year ago when the acquisition was happening. <laughs> and I'm talking to them for a period of time trying to work on a project. They work for a different company here local. And we had been talking for about four months. And then they came on site with a larger group of individuals. And he comes up and talks to me. He said, hey, man, it's been so long. I was like, what are you talking about? We just talked like last week. And he's like, yeah, it's probably been about like 20 years since I last saw you. He's my cousin. I had no idea. Oh, really? We'd, we'd been talking for about four months. I once tried to recruit my uncle, and I didn't even know. Really? Like, I'm the youngest of seven in my family, uh, and so I don't you know. Got, you have yeah. I don't know who unknowns. my... Unknowns. I got unknowns. Yeah, yeah. no, I don't... You I might don't, not even know. Yeah. Who's your first cousin? Yeah, exactly. But you do. But you do. But you, you do. do. Yes. You do know. Here. You do know all this. You know... Sally, that's my first cousin. It's going down. <laughs> it's going down. If you can, 
I say if I can pick the one, pick the cousin I'm in, I'll do the first. Uh, sure. I'll, I'll 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 tag along because yeah, I don't even know. Like, yeah, I mean, all your neighbors. I don't know. Who know. My cousins are. I don't know. Yeah, and then that's great. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Done. Done. Okay. That's a good one. Greg Price, thanks, man. Hey. It was awesome thank you. having you. Thank you. You were great. Yeah. It's been fun. Thank Cut you. and. Thanks, man.